Welcome back to another episode of Marketing Without Social Media. Now, before we dive in, I wanted to let you know that if you're a service-based business, think coaches, consultants, therapists, who wants to get to $7,000 plus recurring months, yes, every month, but needs help with growing your audience, maybe with generating regular leads or landing paying clients, then I'd like to invite you to a free 15-minute leads game plan call. Yes, just 15 minutes to work on your marketing plan. This is a super fast paced call. And in this call, we are going to take a look at your current situation to see what is and isn't working for you right now in your business. We're going to figure out and identify what's possible for you and your business in the next six months and beyond. We're going to uncover the number one obstacle that is restricting your growth and holding you back right now. And finally, we are going to develop a three-step action plan. Yes, three-step action plan that will get you results in your business ASAP. Now, the session is free. It's 15 minutes. And all you have to do is head on over to vivguy.com forward slash game plan. Yes, that's vivguy.com forward slash game plan right now. Pick a day, pick a time that suits you and let's chat. Today, we are deep diving into all things networking with my amazing guest, Chris Rabbit. Now, following a conversation at a networking meeting with a fellow prolific networker, Simon Glenn, the two entrepreneurs realized the potential of unlimited and flexible, we love that, networking opportunities held online to reflect the changing world. In this episode, you're going to learn why it's not actually about the people in the room you're with and why you shouldn't dismiss people because they don't apparently seem useful to you. We're also going to talk about how we can keep in touch with people we meet at networking meetings. And also we are going to talk about the art of conversation and how we approach networking meetings and the conversations that we are having within those meetings. So there is an amazing bonus for you and generous gift that Chris has given at the end of this episode. So do stay tuned for that. And I will also add the links in the show notes for you. So guys, enjoy. You're listening to Marketing Without Social Media with me, Viv Guy. The podcast for people who want more clarity, connections, and cash in their business. I'll be sharing with you proven techniques from leading entrepreneurs and experts from across the globe to help you to market without social media and to grow your business in a way that actually feels good to you. So Chris, welcome to the show. Super excited to have another fellow Northerner here with us today on the show. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. I'm really good. The sun is actually shining up north today, so it's not nearly as grim as all you Southerners think it is. So uh, really glad to be here, Viv. Thanks for, uh, thanks for inviting me on. And a little bit of a context here to everyone that's like, what do you want about Northerners? Well, I'm actually a Yorkshire last now living in, in Lancashire, married a Scouser. And Chris has done the opposite. He's left Lancashire and he's now in Yorkshire. So we've kind of done a, a, a county swapsies. Great to, uh, great to chat to someone else who's up north. So, Chris, 
we are talking networking today because you have created this amazing space called Meow. Yes, I love it. So how did you decide and get onto the path of deciding to create Meow? Right. So I, I have to take absolutely no credit for the idea. The idea was not mine. I have a wonderful co-founder called Simon Glenn, um, who someone said looked like Keith Lemon the other day, which is just, <laughs> if you work with somebody as closely as we work with each other, opportunities to take the piss out of each other in new ways don't come up very often. And someone said he looked like Keith Lemon. But Simon is, Simon and I are brilliant. We work brilliantly together. We are very, very different people. I'm very commercial, very sort of data driven, very matter of fact, and actually quite good at managing people. Simon's extraordinarily creative, doesn't give a shit about the detail, has no commercial sensibility really, but is wonderful at, at bringing ideas into fruition. And, but it was Simon's idea. The, the basic functionality of the, the platform is Simon's idea. When I was receiving calls from my customers saying, thanks, but no thanks, um, Simon was panicking because he was laid off in the credit crunch in mm. 2008. And that's when he started working for himself out of necessity. And when the whole COVID thing hit, he was like, this is all going to happen again. Yeah. And everyone's going to put their marketing budgets because he's a graphic designer, designs, websites, branding. You know, we look the way we do because of Simon. He panicked and said, you know, marketing budgets are all going to get put under the mattress. Everyone's going to lock the doors. And actually, doubly doubly bad i can't go out and network to get any more new business yeah and so everyone started going on zoom and both simon and i independently of each other we knew each other but you know we're attending these zoom meetings of like 40 50 people and it's just like oh, oh, horrendous things and you know you started to see people in these rooms all of a sudden it was camera off camera off camera off and because people were just disengaging in droves because you were simply spectating and listening to pitch after pitch after pitch. And it became the sort of joke that you turn the camera off and do the ironing. Or in some cases, people forgot to turn the camera off and started doing the ironing. Yeah. <laughs> or, other, or other things, if you've yes. seen those videos. We've all seen those. We've <laughs> all seen those videos. Um, and no surprise, because they're just so desperately dull. And um, so Simon thought, right, okay, this is good. This online stuff is good. Because all of a sudden, he was meeting people from America and Australia and Germany and France and wherever, and, and different, and, and actually close to home, from the South Coast, from Scotland, from Wales, from Newcastle, from wherever, people you would never see in local networking events. So we thought, oh, this is really good. I like this. But these big meetings are, are an absolute non-starter. So what's the best? What's the best formula? And so we thought, well, okay, well, four feels right because it's nice and symmetrical, so it appeals to the yeah. OCD in him. And also, on most platforms, you can just about cope with four open microphones. Yeah. So it's that ability to have a, a proper conversation that we thought, right, okay, sounds all right, we can do something with that, but we're still using Zoom. And it was wildly popular. So he started off on the Sunday, put an advert out saying a Zoom a day, and that's what he called it, a Zoom a day, and put it out to say, I'll be doing this every day, Monday to Friday. And within an hour, he was full for the following day. By the time that meeting had finished, he was full for the week. Wow. And by the, and by the end of that week, he was full for six weeks in advance, completely booked up three places every day, one, one slot a day. We incorporated the business on the 20th of May. Hmm. 
and the rest, as they say, is history. So we, so we went, carried on in Zoom until April the following year. So we did nearly 12 months on Zoom. But by the time we'd finished on Zoom, we were doing 60 hours of networking a week. Wow. Seriously? So not between the... You know, no, we, no. Had twi- we had 28 volunteer hosts doing two slots a week. Wow. So hosting the meetings, all one meeting an hour. Yeah. Um, and we were we were running meetings with people coming in from the Philippines, from the west coast of America, from the east coast of America, everywhere in between, loads of UK people. And yeah, 60 hours a week. We were the biggest single point networking business in Britain. That's amazing. I hadn't realised how big you'd gotten so so early on. And how did and then, you promote that? Like, how did you get the word out at that point? Because well, obviously, you know, the world it was kind all of changed. Word, word of mouth. Amazing. So we, we were good at we were good at doing the whole social media thing. So we lots of push out on social, and we were doing marketing and all the rest of it. And but we didn't have a huge amount of money. But what we did have is something called a match report, mm-hmm. which was after the meeting, the host as part of their commitment to what they were doing and they were all volunteers god love them would sit and write a little synopsis of their meeting so they would tap tap away and so you know i'm dave and i met viv and chris and jane and we sat and we had a conversation about cheese and it was very nice (laughs) and and viv does this and so and so does this and so and so does that and they're all looking to talk to x y and z and we tag you all in and we post it on linkedin with a nice image that generated the sort of viral interest like no nothing you've ever seen because all of a sudden it was going to four networks and then four networks were sharing it with them and commenting and all the rest of it it was great that's awesome i love that that's like phenomenal really phenomenal and it I, you know it's been so interesting because we've all had different experiences of networking through you know through the pandemic And as you say, the 40 people in a Zoom room, just so difficult. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today is this idea about it's not the people that you're in the room with, you know, um, and why you shouldn't dismiss people because they're not immediately, evidently useful to you. And that sounds terrible, doesn't it? Useful. But yeah, um, because that's what happens, isn't it? People are like, oh, they're of no use to me. I'm not going to talk to them or there's no worth, no, no point following up with them or keeping in touch. So talk to us about this idea. So I've always been a believer in the fact that you don't go to networking to sell, you go to networking to give, you go to networking to help, you go to networking to listen, you go to networking to try and promote the other people that you meet in the room if what they do resonates with you. That's networking. Yeah. And the magic comes when everyone in the room starts to agree that that's the way to do it and they start to promote you. Yeah, totally. And that's the magic. The people who dismiss people in the room because they're not relevant are idiots, frankly. Well, you don't know who, who, who else people know. You know, they might not be your ideal client, but who, you know, who do they know? You know, who would be a great connection? Just let's have that conversation. As networking, they might not appear useful in terms of becoming a paying client but actually they don't have an absolute oodles of connections and you know there might be something a year down the line two years down the line people pivot businesses pivot you know they could meet someone on a bus the following day and tell them about what you do and that could be a multi-million pound contract yes and 
if you dismiss them out of hand, you you take all that. Right. What we're trying to create at Meow is, is, is a community of people, a genuine community of people who are able to either help and support, refer, um, listen, offer a bit of input, feedback, whatever else, but behave as a genuine community to look after each other, to refer business to each other, to, to help, advise, support, listen. We've got a, I've got a great story about that, that says exactly what you're talking about. Very early on in the uh, life cycle of Meow, we were still a Zoom a day. A chap phoned up Simon on Friday afternoon and said, I'm busy on Monday morning. Who's on my Zoom a day? And Simon went, go away. Didn't actually say go away. He said, Fo- he said Foxtrot Oscar. That's not, that's not the way it works. He says, you turn up, because Simon knew what was going on. This guy was a sales director. And on his call, we knew there was a health and safety consultant and a social media manager. Okay. And we also, or Simon also knew that if he told him, he wouldn't show up on Monday morning because he was the sort of person that was of the opinion that unless they're relevant to me, they're not, they're not interesting to me. Simon went, no, that's not the way it works. Turn up and find out. So he turned up and the guy in question says, you know, hello, I'm so-and-so and I'm a sales director of X. And the two of us chimed in and went, I'm a health and safety consultant and a social media manager. And this chap's face went like this. Oh, okay. So Simon spotted that and went, right, you, you're going first. Tell us about you. So he said, oh, I'm a sales director and this, that and the other. And we're now very sustainable and this, that and blah, 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 blah. And the health and safety guy latched onto sustainable and went, I just broke the meeting up and went, you need to talk to my best mate. And the chap in question was still feeling a bit sore, I think, because he went, all oh, right, okay, what, you make want some sustainable business cards, does he? And he went, no, I don't think you understand what I'm trying to say. My mate is the sustainability director of a multi-billion pound property business with places all over Europe. He's got X millions of quids to spend this year and cannot find a, a company that does what you do in the space with a sustainable alternative for all the plastic they would normally use. Would you like me to introduce you? And, you? and I understand that relationship now is worth over three million quid. Wow. And wow. that would never have happened if we'd allowed that chat to self-censor. Absolutely. And that, that meeting alone defined a feature of what we do, which is you can tell us who you don't want to meet. Mm-hmm. You are not allowed to tell us who you do. What we're trying to do is bring the intimacy and humanity and, and sort of to democratize the networking experience, which is why you can network on Meow at nine o'clock in the morning, at nine o'clock at night and everywhere else in between. Mm-hmm. Is because if you're a, you know, and, and forgive me if I sound like a chauvinist, it really isn't meant to, but we have huge agency with working mums. Yes. If you're a working mum, you are effectively excluded from breakfast networking. Mm-hmm. You are effectively excluded from after work networking. Yes. And frankly, at lunchtime, you just want your bloody lunch. Yes. Okay. So opportunities to network for that particular section of the workforce are really limited. And we've got hundreds of them on me out because they can come on at three o'clock in the afternoon and have an hour's worth of network in an environment that's safe and physically secure and you don't get networking dickhead bothering you. Yeah. But, you know, the whole thing is to bring the humanity intimacy back into the process. 
And so what we're advocating is actually making connections. Yeah. Because connections for connection's sake are good things. But if you think about it, four people in a room, everyone really, given the right triggers, and those triggers are different every meeting, okay. can bring about 200 people to mind. Yes. Which people they are depends on those triggers. But you've got that Rolodex in your head that's usually spinning around. Mine it goes like a, you know, is always on the go. So how do we keep in touch or nurture those connections that we make at networking sessions? Because, you know, we can meet somebody, but then if we just let it go cold, that can be really difficult to pick up, can't it, in the future? What do you recommend to people? What, do you, what are your suggestions to people? I think a good, any good networking event will end up with a couple of things that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Even if it's that, send me a link to your website or drop me an email with your telephone number on or whatever. Um, but it should end up with a couple of things that you need to do. First, first thing is do them. Yeah. Don't, don't not do it. You know, the, the first thing, <laughs> the last thing you want to do is not do the first thing you said you would do. Um, because you might as well just set fire to any potential relationship that you started anyway. Um, so do your follow up. If you're going to, ref- you know, if you're going to introduce them to someone that you think might be able to help them, make sure you do it. If you're going to send your telephone number, make sure you do it. If you're going to do whatever you said you're going to do, make bloody sure you do it. You set off on the right foot then. I think it's impossible if you are a prolific networker to maintain active contact with every single person that you meet. And at that point, I think you need to be a little bit selective. Okay. So start to think a little more critically, if you like, about the people in your network and who is worth investing some time in. And I know that that sort of flies in the face a little bit of what I was saying. But let's face it, we're not in business to network. We network to further our business. And there has to be a degree of critical thinking you know, it's difficult to maintain the pressure on every single connection that you have. And I think it's impossible and, you know, um, not desirable to even try, if I'm honest. Mm. Yeah. But I think with that, it's like anything. It's how do you build relationships in real life versus how do you build relationships in business? You know, there are friends out there you've not spoken to for ages, but you might occasionally comment on a Facebook post that you see with, you know, photos of whatever. I say, oh, brilliant. And it's just that touch point. Now and again, that little touch point that keeps you fresh, keeps it going. It might turn into a little conversation. It might not. But it's exactly the same with business connections. One of the things I wanted to touch on before we, we kind of wrap up today is this idea of, we were chatting before we, we, went, we hit record about social media and I guess like digital technology really today, you know, devices, really hindering the art of conversation. And I know you touched on that you have experienced this uh, in your previous uh, career that you were helping people to train sales teams just to ha- actually be able to have a conversation. Is this something you find when it comes to networking now that people actually struggle with how to have conversations? Very simply, yes. It's very much down to setting as well. Hmm. You put people in a, room, in a big room and you ask them to pitch in front of people, most British people would rather die than speak in public. And I'm, I'm, that's a literal thing. I would rather be killed than speak in public. Yes. And I think it's something like 
64% of people voted that way. Okay? I think you and I are the exceptions to the rule in this, aren't we? I'm like, well, absolutely. Put me on the stage, I'm happy. Yeah, but, uh, but there's, there is a huge majority of people who just hate it. So you put someone in a room full of 50 people and say, right, go for it. <laughs> but the art of conversation it, it is really hard. I think culturally, actually, we are moving away from the ability to pick up the phone to people. I find you put the anyone in the right setting where they feel like they're supported and it's a safe space. It doesn't take long for them to be able to come out of the show. Yeah. You know, we always refer to me as you. Know, you can come on me as a expert, you know, laser-focused networking ninja and have a great time. But you can also come on as someone who is terrified of their own shadow, classic introvert personality type who's never networked before because they've simply been too afraid of doing it. Yeah. And within a couple of minutes, those people are out and they're talking to each other and they are, you know, getting into having a conversation with people that they've never met before. And that's something that is entirely new to them. Yeah. And I think it's about setting. I really do. And actually we've got, professional services so chris tell us before we wrap up today uh how can people get involved with meow what is the best way to sign up we'll put all the links in in the bottom but you know if someone wants to, to start and try out meow how many times a week or month would you suggest and recommend sort of people uh join and, and how many meetings so that they get the most from it right that really is a bit of a movable feast but we always say if you can do three a week you, you're going to get them you're going to get a really good introduction into what what the platform can do um there is it couldn't be easier to try it mm -hmm. you know we just ask for a very very basic sign up process tell us a little bit about yourself we don't ask for card details because we've we've learned through bitter experience if you do that people run away so uh, there's no there's no, absolutely no obligation you get a free two-week trial as a matter of course if anyone's listening to this uh please drop me an email and say i saw you on viv's podcast and i'll give you another couple of months for free wow there's a little special offer for for everyone listening out there um but come just come and have a try yeah so, so tell a friend well, spread the word yeah, yeah share, share the link and I'll... oh and by the way if you join up and you join our referral scheme, you get paid to do that. Woo, we love that. That's fantastic, Chris. Thank you so, so much for being on the podcast today. It's been awesome to speak with you. Thank you. Thanks, Viv. So there you have it, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Marketing Without Social Media today and feel inspired to take action in your business, whatever that looks like for you. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another episode of this podcast. And if you haven't done so already, please do subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Speak to you soon.